This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 376 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Feeding Whole Foods and Cats Rule. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are EasySignsOnline.com, Sparkle and Boom, and listeners like you, our terrific auditors. Well, dressage rider Patty Perucci tells us why she switched to Whole Foods and why it is becoming so popular around the horse world. And the six signs your home is ruled by cats. Plus, Tack and Havoc gets all girthy in a fleecy way. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable School Stable School Stable School Stable School This is Glenda Geek And this is Honey Bee <laughs> you have to become an auditor to figure that one out. You're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. I love it. I win. Ha ha. I win. All you <laughs> auditors, I'm more clever. Just saying. <laughs> are you going to explain it to everybody else or are you just going to leave it for the auditors? No, I'm going to leave it for the auditors. Right, if you want to know the bee. details behind Honey Bee, then you got to become an auditor. All right. Let me get the stinger out of my butt. All right. <laughs> Hey, you know, last week, remember last week I talked about that cat feeder that uh, we've been using for the beast? Yes, the indeed. The automatic cat feeder. Well, then uh, I came across this the other day. It's the six signs your home is ruled by cats. It was on vetstreet.com, which is a pretty cool website, <laughs> actually. So this is six. Now, you have two, right? Yeah. Yes, two very thought. strange cats. Yeah, you do have strange cats. I got to say, it makes one of them makes the beast look kind of normal. Yeah, so, Jack, Captain yes. Jack Sparrow. He's 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 big. That name fits. He's big and he's dense. He's a Maine Coon for for those of you who don't know Jack. He's dense, he extremely dense. a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I know how much I. You know, it's amazing how much we have a long-haired cat too, and it's amazing how much hair you sweep up in the vacuum in a week. It's like, why yeah. is there any cat left? There should be no cat I know. left. It's well, amazing. half of it's on my dinner plate, and the other half <laughs> is in the vacuum cleaner. Maybe there's a little that's left on the cat. I don't cat. think I'll ever get a long-haired cat again. <laughs> it's just... But they're so soft. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What a pain. Anyway, six signs your home... It's like we're starting a cat show. We should have our own yeah. cat show. Six signs your home is ruled by cats. One, the random litter box locations. Oh, we have had cats in the past where we've had to put litter boxes in four places. Ugh. We did get rid of yeah. one cat that would go in, the, in my closet. It would only go in one place and not if the litter box was there. Uh, so we'd put a litter box there and he'd go right beside it. And we had a carpeted closet in my office in the house in Newville. And he used to go pee and poop on the carpet right beside the litter box. Oh, Ugh. see, litter boxes are too small. They just do not make litter boxes big enough 
for most cats. This one would have needed to be eight by eight, the whole size of the closet. <laughs> I know. One yeah, time that cat when I was in, like, just out of college, I was uh, working as a vet tech in a small animal hospital, and I lived with another vet tech. You can only imagine how many cats we had in our household. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We had four dogs, and, you know, the cats just kept coming in. And we actually got a kiddie pool. That was the litter box. Pool. Really? There was a kiddie pool oh in the basement. God, yes. That was the smell. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it didn't smell because they all went in it and it was easy to keep clean. Like you just. Yeah, but for you know, college you s- girls, did they actually clean it? We, we were vet techs. Yes, we cleaned it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we cleaned. We had bottles of Novasan and Bennett. Uh, what's the brown stuff? Um, you know the stuff we all have in our that we clean our wounds with. Oh, with oh, stuff. yes, yeah, I know what you mean. But I'm, I'm yeah. having a brain fart right now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, we were we were pretty hyper about keeping that thing clean, but it was a kiddie pool. Well, another sign your home is ruled by cats is cat pillows. You find you just have cat pillows everywhere. We do. We have we have more pillows here for the cat than I think we do the dog. And the cat never sleeps on the cat pillow. The cat sleeps on the dog pillows. <laughs> my cat sleeps on my sweatshirts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or in your drawer if it's open or yeah. in your closet. Oh, Gino used to do that all the time. We would lose him. I'd be like, I haven't seen Gino in like 24 hours. What's the deal? And then we finally had to start checking the dresser drawers, and sure enough, we would find them there. Find them in there. And you have to watch everything again. Uh, limited access te- te- technology. And the, the, let me explain this one. Have a work deadline or important email to send? That's all fine, but your cat decides to warm up your computer keyboard and just lays right on top of it. And before we rearranged Jennifer's office, that's where you'd find the cat, is on top of her computer keyboard. We would be pre- replacing the keyboard about every six months because all the cat hair would clog it up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And mine sends naughty email messages to my bosses. (laughs) I have to actually turn my computers off or make sure they're not on the email program because the cat does walk on the keyboard. And (laughs) I'm always afraid that something's going to happen. Uncomfortable sleeping arrangements. In cat-ruled homes, nobody but the cat ever really sleeps. (laughs) That is true. Well, yeah, in my house, we don't sleep when the cat wants to go out and the door is closed. Oh, uh, beats but on the, the door. When the cat wants to sleep, then he's fine. You know, we used to have that problem, and I don't know how we defeated the problem. I tell you how we did it. This is how I did it. Cat, This cat does not like water. So we have the squirt bottles around the you know, yeah. house, you know, like everybody does with cats. But yep. that wasn't working because I'd try and squirt them under the bedroom door and hoping that would work. But then he'd just stick his little paw and thought it was a game. So that wasn't working. <laughs> So every night before I went to bed, I got a plastic cup full of water. And because we have, we have uh, linoleum floors. Yeah. So when he'd beat on the door, I'd, I really quickly, I'd sneak over to the door and I'd pull it open and I'd throw the whole glass of water on him. <gasps> and, You're so mean. And in two nights, that ended. Okay. He didn't do effective. it anymore. It mean, was effective. But effective. It's just water, but it I- worked. I know. Yeah, it worked. Know. And besides, it was 3 in the morning. I was pissed. Because <laughs> then you can't get back. Then, <laughs> you're like me. I, then I can't get back to sleep, right? Then oh, you're just laying there. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Do not wake me up, cat, <laughs> unless it's like before. The worst is it, it'll be like at 427. Yes. Because I, I sometimes wake up at 419. And if I sleep past that, I'm so happy. And then this little bugger will come in at 427. Meow, 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 meow. Like go away, we uh, go away now. <laughs> we uh, if I, if they wake me up anytime after three a.m., I'm I'm done. 
I'm just yeah. might as well get up. <laughs> All right, number five on the six signs your home is ruled by cats: sleeping schedules that aren't your own. Well, I think we just discussed that. And yep. number six: shredded cat trees. We do have some shredded <laughs> cat trees around the house. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of shredded things, but why I are call cat, them cat trees so expensive anyway? Well, I wanted to because get him one of the ones. Why? That, because people are stupid. That's <laughs> why. And I'm one of them. I wanted to get him one of those tall ones that has the, you know, the levels and that had the basket on the top about, you know, eye height that he would yeah. sl- hopefully sleep on. And they're like a $200 at PetSmart. I know. Kitty condos. But, well, Buck brought one here when he brought Momo um, to live with us. And, you know, Momo doesn't look at it. He's like, yeah, whatever. That thing is like, Psh. So lame, but here is this nice chair. Let me <laughs> sharpen my claws on that. Now, we have these awesome uh, cypress trees in our backyard, and they make the best cat scratching posts. So if you have a cypress tree anywhere, introduce your cat Just to bring it. Bring it in the It'll house. Be, bring it in the house. Yeah. 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 It's a lot cheaper than than uh, a $200 kitty condo that they well, can. Well, I did find a kitty condo on Groupon for 49 bucks. And you had to put it together. I ordered it. It was very simple to put together. Uh, And let me tell you, he he didn't use it at all. It was like I was so pissed because I I spent two years looking for a kitty condo. And this one's nice. It had a little thing to sleep on the top and all the levels and little play toys and everything and a scratcher. And we, <clears throat> I said to Jennifer, maybe he just doesn't like it behind the couch. Maybe we need to move it over to the front window beside your desk. Let's try that. Mm. Now okay. he sleeps on it every day. Brilliant. It was, it was all location, location, location. He didn't like where his house was. And now he has a, a view he likes. And every morning I come out and he's sleeping on top, the very top on his little uh, thing, all squished in there. See, so. all he needed was a little understanding. No, he needed his way. So that's what, that's what, is well, that what he you needed, meant? He needed you to understand what his way was. <laughs> yeah, that's was. right. That's right. Let me rephrase that. All right, let's get to our first guest uh, right after this word from EasySignsOnline.com. We have Patty Perucci, uh, who is a dressage rider and instructor out of Texas. But we're having her on for another reason, not to talk about dressage, but to talk about feeding whole foods. She is a believer in feeding whole foods to your horses. I want to know first what they are and then uh, how exactly you do it. So hopefully she can enlighten us on that topic. This week's EasySignsOnline.com Spotlight product is their New England Style Farm Signs, their most popular line of signs. New England Style Farm Signs are very durable and designed for long-term outdoor use with no maintenance required. No wood to rot and no paint to peel. They will outlast the old-style painted wood signs by many, many years. They are available in many sizes, shapes, and styles, which makes them the perfect sign for any farm or business. Go online today and go through the EasySignsOnline.com easy step-by-step ordering process to see all the prices and options available. They also offer free, no-obligation sign proofs on all New England-style signs. And you get free shipping as well on all New England-style signs. So replace your old worn-out sign and make a great first impression with a new farm sign from EasySignsOnline.com. And the holidays are right around the corner, so it's a terrific gift idea. I can't think of a better one. Visit EasySignsOnline.com. Well, hi, Patty. Welcome to the show. 
thank you very much. I'm, it's an absolute pleasure to be doing this. Now, Patty, you have a business down there is in Texas, right? Yes. And I you're do. a dressage? I am dressage. Were you always dressage? Well, no. Actually, when I was younger, um, I did a little bit of everything, but I was really certain that I was going to probably be um, do something in eventing. And then um, I realized, actually, my husband, who just became my husband, um, made me realize that I actually wasn't any good at jumping. <laughs> Apparently, it's not normal <laughs> to scream when you're jumping. So, um, news to me. It isn't? So, it isn't? <laughs> I can't. Well, especially if you do it in a dressage saddle, currently that inhibits some things. But so I did that for a little bit, and I did a little Western pleasure and some other things when I was younger. But I, um, I realized I did realize fairly quickly that the only reason I even had any success in inventing is because I always won the dressage. So <laughs> I can be taught. I can figure things out. So I, I kind of went that path. Well, that's great. And now you uh, are, you have an instruction barn. You uh, you 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 know what's the story about your business? Well, I um, I actually um, I'm originally from Virginia and um, and would be in Virginia and Wellington. Um, my um, my husband and I would travel back and forth. Um, I was competing high performance on many different horses, and then actually um, got involved with uh, primarily Spanish horses. And, um, when that job ended, I, um, wanted to come back to Virginia where my very good friend, Peter Montague, um, what happened to be in Florida and said, you know, a very good friend of ours is looking for someone to come and, you know, take over the barn, et cetera. So I went to Virginia first and, um, was there for six years and I, um, and again, my good friend Tigger, um, knew some people in Texas that were looking for, um, somebody to come in on a monthly basis, which I did for about. I guess on and off for three years and then got an offer to come down that really just seemed like a smart move on my part for many different reasons. They don't really have, they've got a lot of good, really fantastic clients, a lot of good people here, a lot of people that want to learn and they have, um, they, the, the trainers they have here are good, very good, but there's not a lot of them. And, um, it seems like a smart business move for myself. And so I moved down here two years ago, uh, last August. Where in Texas? Um, I'm actually in, um, I'm in, uh, in Richmond, which is a little west of Texas, of Houston, excuse me. Um, and I'm actually, I just currently left the barn that I originally came down here for, and I'm working, um, out of two different locations now. We know what that's like. You kind of feel like, yeah. uh, you know, you, and I'm sure you carry a lot of stuff in the back of your car or your truck. You know, it's funny. It's a traveling closet. It yes. really is. I'm looking, I'm, I'm at, uh, just so you guys know, I'm in, I'm in my closet now talking to you. But yeah, I've got things in here that A, I didn't know that I owned, and B, um, it, it looks, and my closet isn't this clean. But yeah, I, it's like a traveling closet. You know, sure. when the stuff starts to turn green, I make my wife take it out and actually do something with it. Uh, so your wife will clean my car? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I like her. I like her. Well, speaking of green and and whole foods, we, you have something um, that goes above and beyond your beautiful sense of humor. Tell us about what this this other passion of yours. Well, um, it's again, it's um, it's funny. Uh, years ago, when I was still living in Jersey um, before we moved to Virginia. Um, I had a... See, her story comes uh, out, Glenn. See how that happens? Yeah, yeah. She's hiding yeah, that jersey. Like, yeah, like, she was like, yeah, yeah I for, knew there was a jersey Jane. girl in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you guys are going to be cutting and editing a lot of this stuff. Don't don't make me go jersey on you. <laughs> I knew uh, it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had uh, my very first Grand Prix horse 
um, had a bunch of different issues. And it was right around the time um, when they were starting to make complete feeds in bags and stuff like that. And I had the pleasure of um, being able to work with Sarah Ralston and uh, Dr. Sarah Ralston and learned a lot about, you know, um, uh, how to feed stuff. And that's when it first, my first experience with bee pulp and alfalfa kind of came into the mix. And always tried to stay with that. But as time goes on and you end up having a bunch of children and you're riding 10 horses a day, it's really amazing how fun it is just to open a bag of feed and dump it right in the horse's stall and not care about what's going on. And um, like I mentioned before, I started riding um, exclusively Spanish horses and, and really have always been very much into diet, um, you know, realizing that if you don't, you know, if you don't fuel it properly, you're not going to have it longevity. Um, and I got back into doing it um, because these horses, because because Spain wasn't always open to importation and exportation in the, in the 70s when that, that opened back up, there wasn't a lot of horses, um, Spanish horses coming to the country. And when they did and we started overfeeding them, they started having problems. Mm. So I realized very quickly that the way they dealt with you know, manufactured feed was going to be a little different. And... Um, and then, um, again, my good friend Tigger um, had started um, a company, and we, of course, have always been um, just kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to these things. And she explained to me more about how the horses break down the sugar and whatever, and it just became very much a passion of mine in trying to understand it. Okay, um, so And I really started to do all of that. So that's Biostar U.S., and Tigger probably knows more about horses diets and and how how everything all works together what is yeah. a whole food that's the, let's explain well, that okay i mean basically because this is becoming uh, a thing now whole foods and that's why i wanted to have yeah. you on right because but right. I, explain what a whole food is yeah i mean basically um the way i describe it to people when they say okay you feed whole foods i mean and again i do give people options because i um having my own barn in a facility one of the the biggest things is obviously, you know, being the voice of the horse, but also making sure that the voice of the horse um, owner is also happy and trying to explain stuff. Some people don't like to embrace this. They like things that, you know, um, they think is the on the cutting edge. But, you know, I just basically explain it's a whole food. It's something that's not put in a bag. It's not like, you know, it's not McDonald's. It's not something that is going to be manufactured or like, a, you know, for me, a vitamin, best way to describe it is you can go and get a vitamin off the shelf and it will be made in a lab, or you can go and, you know, and get vitamins that are made out of whole foods like beets and, and asparagus and broccoli. It's really, truly food. It's not something that's been manufactured or processed or, or you know, heated up to death where it loses really all the true nutrients and then they have to inject it back with stuff that's not, you know, um, synthetic. So it's really, truly stuff that comes from the earth. So now what the, okay so let me ask further uh, so mm-hmm. what is it so you know obviously we're used to food you get in a bag you put it in a bowl right. and they eat it right so uh, right. but so what is it well i mean it's sort of like um so what i feed right now is i feed a beef it depends i feed a product a cool stance product which is a coconut based um product that is, um, again, you can add, Tigger knows more about that. This is more of a new thing for me, but um, it, it, it really helps sustain their energy level over a period of time. But it's a coconut meal, meal-based meal product, which is just so good for you nutritionally on so many different levels. It's, it's an immune booster and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but I basically 
seed, my bee pulp and alfalfa, and then I add flax seed or I add chia seeds depending on the horse. And, um, and, and that is just basically, and some horses do better on it and some horses thrive on it, meaning some horses need more weight. Well, those horses that need more weight or if they have um, any trouble with it initially, this is going to sound, and this is my opinion of it. I feel like horses go through somewhat of a detox when they're going from a bag seed to a whole food. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And again, when I say whole food, it's just, I'm just basically bee pulp alfalfa. And then I, you know, I like to use Tigger's products because they are made of whole foods. I mean, she's formulated different ways to put, um, you know, for lack of uh, knowing the ingredients, uh, you know, bananas and carrots together to make them blend to um, to make sure they get enough niacin or what, whatever it is, you know. Um, and that's, and that is the brilliance of all that because you can play. The other thing that I like about it is you're making the horse's food and you're also putting water on it. And that is probably the number one thing for me is knowing that, especially living in Texas, that they're getting water through their gut. You know, I mean, you know, if it's a hot day, you don't always drink enough water. Lord knows I know if it gets a little bit cooler, I don't drink enough water. Well, horses are going to be the same way. Um, and so this just ensures that they're getting enough water through their whole system and their gut, which is obviously a huge thing for them. I, you know, we've been feeding whole foods and I didn't even know it because we also do the beet pulp and we do flax oh, cool. and we do, a, you know, a couple other additives. And then, you know, we do a Timothy version of the hay because we gave them alfalfa right. they blow up and pop. Uh, so, you know, they're already <laughs> fat. So we have to watch right. that. But, uh, but I didn't realize that we were feeding whole foods. Yeah. That's, and that's, and again, and you know, like I said, some of my clients um, were willing to do bee pulp alfalfa because, again, alfalfa um, can cure so many things, but it really supports the gut and the hind gut for ulcers. And it's what you use when you have a very ulcery horse. And again, the, the cubes I feel are different than um, giving alfalfa hay for the sheer reason that I think alfalfa hay, and this is my understanding of it, is that you can have a little bit more influx of the protein levels in alfalfa hay than you can. The, the cubes are pretty much always about the same. And Do you use um, the cubes? That, is that what you're saying? You use the yeah, cubes? Yeah, I okay. use the cubes. Some people yeah, we use do too. the pellets, the yeah. pellets um, which I find are a little harder. Some bags will dissolve quicker and you know get nice and loose quicker, and some don't. With the alfalfa cubes, I've never had a problem of... Um, you know, of them just taking in the water and kind of falling apart into a nice mash. Yeah. I use, I feed cubes as well. I, I'll, I'll cubes. And they yeah. make a good and, treat too. Uh, oh, it's an awesome treat. And yeah. like they I make said, a great you know, treat. Yeah. 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 But, it's, it is, but the other thing is I've had a lot of people ask me, well, if you're giving them beef pulp and alfalfa, do, do they get high, you know, higher on the alfalfa? I have never, ever in the years that I've been doing this, and I usually am taking care of at the minimum, you know, 20 headed horses. I have never had a horse become spookier because they're on deep pulp and alfalfa ever. Good point. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. seen that either. Now, now what, what, um, besides the, the whole foods that you, you give your horses, what other kinds of forage do they have access to? Well, um, um, here it's either going to be, um, a coastal hay or a Timothy mix. Um, uh, it, you know, as much, I give as much, Hey, constantly. I actually, what I do is I give less per feeding, but I do it all day long. You know, some people like to give two and three 
um, laps at a time, which I think is great. But what I like to do, because I find some horses will just waste it. If they think there's a lot there, they won't eat it. So I give, I like to give one to two flakes, uh, you know, at a time. And of course they're outside. Cause the other thing is for me is having their heads down, their necks down, you know, the way they're intended to, to be, um, you know, getting and, and keep, that way they can keep their backs looser, you know. And again, I know a lot of people like feeding their horses up. I do prefer to feed them in a pan down on the ground, which can be a little bit of pain with the bee pulp and alfalfa because it's wet. But again, I've just never really had any issues with it feeding 20 horses at a shot like that. Well, that makes yeah. sense. That does make mm-hmm. sense. Well, yeah. we appreciate you stopping by. I know you got some lessons to get to. It's biostarus.com. There's a lot of good information on there. I know I've gone there before to check out all the different, uh, all the different, I mean, there's all different kinds of things on, on uh, all different natural feedings and muscle health and stress yes. and all the products that do that. I mean, we're talking carrots and, and yep. herbs. It's just everything all kinds you can of stuff. Think of. Yeah. It's yep. just everything and, you can think of. And for canines, and horses too. So that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. I, I appreciate you stopping by. Have fun down there in Texas. Thank you. I will. All right. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Right. Well, that was interesting. It's good to know I'm doing something right in my life. Yeah, I feel validated with my alfalfa cube choice. Yeah, we use those too, and uh, uh, we mix them with the with the bee pulp. So uh, that gives them a little bit of flavor, and the horses like the bee pulp better. <laughs> and then we put whatever supplements and stuff in the bee pulp. But yeah, I'm going to take a look at Biostar US too and see what other cool stuff they have on there. Well, this Tack and Habit segment uh, is brought to you by Sparkle and Boom. Tell us about Sparkle and Boom, the place where you can get all of your cool graphics and website work and everything done by the most professional woman I know. That would be me. That's you. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm only professional when I'm not recording stable scoop that's right. and I'm not drinking. <laughs> that's right. She's actually yes. a lot different when in real life. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm a lot in real life. No, maybe I'm a lot, maybe this is how I really am. And then there's my professional life. Okay. Anyway, so yes, I am the sole proprietor of Sparkle and Boom, and we provide creative. And I say we because you know what? I can't is do everything by myself. Is it the, the royal, royal we? No. <laughs> no. Um, so what we do is we offer creative but very practical marketing services to other small business owners. And since I happen to have been in the equestrian industry for the last 17 years or whatever it is. Is, um, I happen to know a little bit about the horse world. Um, so we do websites, we do print advertisements, logos, business cards, banner ads, you name it. But here's what we do that makes us different than everybody else. We take a few minutes to get to understand your business and what you want to do with it. Some people just want to stay alive. Other people want to get bigger. Other people want to get started. Um, Other people have a very distinct idea of how they want to represent their business to the marketplace. So understanding what that message is and then taking that message and articulating it to your market in a very clear and elegant way, but realistic, you know, because there's some people who will do marketing and advertisements that, that make you look super corporate. You know, they're really polished and they're really fancy. And at the end of the day, that's not exactly what you are. So Sparkle and Boom will make sure that we preserve the authenticity of you and your business, but still put 
some sparkle, and a little professional polish on your marketing message. So if you want to find out how we do that, visit us online at sparkleandboom.com. Well, this week you brought the product to the table. Is this something you use and what's, what is it? This is something I use. Um, I just bought it actually a few months ago because I had a, I had a, um, a girth that, that only had elastic on one side and it was fleece lined and I'm a fan of the fleece lined girths and Brody tends to plump up and slim down based on how much work he's doing and how much grass he's eating. So I went online and I bought this Ledia Cool Max lined all-purpose girth. It's got double elastic, you know, elastic on both ends. This is the one from Union Hill, right? This is the one from Union Hill, right? So they have, Union Hill makes a lot of products. Um, The the line is called the Letia, L-E-T-T-I-A. So what I wanted to do is what I found is that, that most fleece girths either they fall apart very quickly or they're really bulky. And, you know, they, they just, companies just pile up the fleece on the girth because they think more is better. More is more comfortable. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought, well, I, I definitely want the fleece lined. I want something that's going to be cool. And I want something that's going to be super comfortable for my horse. And that's easy to wash. So when I saw the, the Ledia Coolmax girth, I noticed that there was fleece on either side of a channel in the middle, which has this like mesh lining over some squishy foam. <laughs> That's the technical description. There you go. <laughs> so, of course, I haven't seen it in person. I'm buying it online. There's a little bit of a risk there. Well, when I got it, it couldn't have been more perfect. It was, it's, it's thick enough to be comfortable, but not bulky. It's got really strong stitching. So the, and the elastic is, is hardy, you know, so it stretches, but it doesn't, it's not going to wimp out on you after six months or a year. Um, again, the stitching, I can't say enough about the stitching because that's one of the things that happens. I think with the fleece lined girths is because you're stitching other fabrics together versus leather together, I think sometimes the stitching process tends to, I don't know, get some shortcuts, let's just say. So I was impressed with the stitching. I was impressed with the roller buckles, the overall construction. And then I put it on my horse and absolutely loved the way it controlled the the temperature um, under his armpits and his girth area. It was great. Like he didn't get super sweaty under there. Um, he was comfy. He wasn't girthy. So after two to three weeks of putting this on him, he didn't turn his head around to give me the hairy eyeball. He was like, all right, this one's not so bad. That's it. Simple. Easy. But, uh, I haven't washed it yet. So I, was I can't just gonna tell ask you for that. Sure. And you know what else happens with these girths is the uh, fleece, as it over time, tends to bunch up. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and sort of, I don't know, the word, I guess, just bunch up into little hard areas. So the nap on this fleece yeah. is short. Okay. It's not longer. So the bulkier fleece girths tend to have a longer nap. Yeah. Do you, they, do you know they, what, I, yeah, what I mean by get, nap? They get all stuck together and bunchy. Yeah, they yeah. get stuck together and bunchy. Which and, puts pressure but, points underneath, which is defeating the purpose of a fleece girth. Exactly. Right. So this nap is, is rather short. And again, the fleece is really only on the edges of the girth. It doesn't go all the way through. And the... The cool line um, mesh, cool max mesh, is recessed a little bit. So it's not at the same, it doesn't sit as flush with the fleece. Oh, so it got some air in there. 
Yeah, up against your horse's belly. And like I said, I'm used to taking my horse's girth off and there's a nice thick sweaty stripe around his belly. But this was just a very thin, like a a subtle sweat mark. And he worked pretty hard. So if you had a six flakes in a bale? Six. Oh, wow. There yeah, you I go. I really like this girth. Mm-hmm. And it comes in, it looks like it comes in two lovely shades of brown. It comes in brown with white fleece <laughs> and chocolate brown with white fleece. Brown <laughs> and dark brown. <laughs> yeah, brown and dark brown. Comes 38 inches all the way up to 56 inches. So uh, you can find it. We found it at horselovers.com, didn't we? We found it at horselovers.com. Yep. Okay. Um, you can just, but make sure you, it's the Cool Max line. Yeah, so they have one that's not. They have yeah. one that's not. They have right. a nice fleece girth that's not, but the Cool Max one is the way to go. There you go. That's the Latia, or however you say it. Uh, and it, it's the Latia Collection Cool Max f- line. Yeah, yeah, sick. <laughs> I know, I can't it's one of those either. I'm reading and I can't read it. <laughs> I know. You know what? There's too many L's. That's right. <laughs> Latia Cool Max lined all-purpose girth. Well, let's uh, call it a day there, Helena, and we'll have another show, new show, for you next week. We'll be back from vacation, and we hope that you enjoyed this one. Right now, I am probably on a Segway in Sedona. Oh, I hope a tour you're upright on red- a Segway yeah. and not <laughs> we'll find out. flat on a Segway. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, I, I am bringing my wife, who is extremely klutzy, on a Segway, so I don't know how that's going to go. I might regret Well, this. she's only klutzy when she's not on a horse. True. And it's Segway, you know, it doesn't look hard. Looks easy. So we'll give it a try and see. I'll let so you guys does horseback know. riding. <laughs> let you guys know how that goes. Or you can find Helena at? You can find me online at sparkleandboom.com. There's a contact us page. Please feel free to send me a message there. I get back to each and every one. Very good. And, of course, uh, we can be found at StableScoop.com. All of the past episodes that we have done over the years uh, will be there. And you can listen all the way back to episode number one eight years ago if you want to, if you're so inclined. Uh, And also all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network can be found on our app. Just go to the iOS or Android app store and search for Horse Radio Network. It's free and it's easy to use. I'm tired of talking. That's it for this week. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of listening. There will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>